It is the first day of April, year of our Lord 2021, <laughs> a day many call April Fool's Day, but today's devotional based on John chapter 13 verses 1 through 17 and then verses 31b to 35 in the New International Version are quite, quite serious. And it's a devotional we're calling a new commandment. I'm Pastor Adiwell Verde and I bid you welcome. Hear now the word of God at verse 1. It was just before the Passover festival. Jesus knew that the hour had come for him to leave this world and to go to the Father. Having loved his own who were in the world, he loved them to the end. The evening meal was in progress, and the devil had already prompted Judas, the son of Simon Iscariot, to betray Jesus. Jesus knew that the Father had put all things under his power and that he had come from God and was returning to God. So he got up from the meal, took off his outer clothing, and wrapped a towel around his waist. After that, he poured water into a basin and began to wash his disciples' feet, drying them with the towel that was wrapped around him. He came to Simon Peter, who said to him, Lord, are you going to wash my feet? Jesus replied, You do not realize now what I am doing, but later you will understand. No, said Peter, you shall never wash my feet. Jesus answered, Unless I wash you, you have no part with me. Then Lord Simon Peter replied, Not just my feet, but my hands and my head as well. Jesus answered, Those who have had a bath need only to wash their feet. Their whole body is clean. And you are clean, though not every one of you. For he knew who was going to betray him, and that was why he had said not everyone was clean. When he had finished washing their feet, he put on his clothes and returned to his place. Do you understand what I have done for you? he asked. You call me teacher and Lord, and rightly so, for that is what I am. Now that I, your Lord and teacher, have washed your feet, you also should wash one another's feet. I have set you an example that you should do as I have done for you. Very truly I tell you, no servant is greater than his master nor is a messenger greater than the one who sent him. Now that you know these things, you will be blessed if you do them. When he was gone, Jesus said, Now the Son of Man is glorified, and God is glorified in him. If God is glorified in him, God will glorify the Son in himself and will glorify him at once. My children, I will be with you only a little longer. You will look for me, and just as I told the Jews, so I tell you now, where I am going, you cannot come. A new commandment I give you, love one another. As I have loved you, so you must love one another. By this, everyone will know that you are my disciples, if you love one another. Dear friends, this is the word of God for us, the people of God, and we say, thanks be to God. Well, again, I say this is Thursday. Today is Monday Thursday, Con Café Family. And I pray it serves to truly teach us the new commandment that Jesus gave to his disciples and to us on that special sacred night. May you, dear listener, take advantage of all the blessings that God shares with you to bless others today and all days in their walk with the Lord. Some years back, Bishop Raymond Owen had us gather as clergy of the Rio Grande Conference for a get acquainted meeting with him in Mount Wesley in Kerrville, Texas. He was newly elected bishop. He had been assigned to the San Antonio area. He was bishop of both the Southwest Texas Conference and our conference, the Rio Grande Conference. And we did not know what to expect 
from this uh, gentleman. He said a few words. We had a, a worship service. He spoke about his expectations for his pastors. Then he made us all sit in a long line of chairs, and he took out a towel and knelt down and wiped our shoes clean with that towel. It was a symbolic gesture, but it was a powerful one that a bishop of the church would gather with his pastors and then do this washing, as it were, of our shoes, recalling that which was read just now in the above passage. For someone in a place of authority to assume the role of a servant, nay, slave, and wash the feet of those in his service was unheard of. Yet Jesus did it on that night. The only one to verbally object was Mr. Speak Before I Think Peter, who asked the question that the others surely were thinking, Lord, are you going to wash my feet? And after Jesus' response, Peter said, No, you shall never wash my feet. The idea that Jesus, whom he had shown himself to be, and the respect and love that Peter and the others had for him, the way Peter felt toward Jesus just completely made impossible that Jesus would stoop in this role to wash his feet. But after what Jesus responded, he still said, No, you shall never wash my feet. But his next response changed Peter's mind and his answer. Because Jesus said, unless I wash you, you have no part with me. Ouch. Peter could only say then, Lord, not just my feet, but my hands and my head as well. This passage does not mention the celebration of the Passover in great detail, other than to say that it was in progress. But it was a different night, and it was a different way to celebrate the Passover. But as they close the meal, Jesus gives them a new commandment, love one another. As I have loved you, so you must love one another. By this, everyone will know that you are my disciples, if you love one another. Now, some may think this applies only to when we are in church. It's easy to love everyone there, usually. Others think it applies only when it is convenient. And still others believe it is possible when it does not call for us to be uncomfortable. But in truth, what Jesus said, he meant for all times. We must love one another, no exceptions. He didn't say love only those that look like you or talk like you or dress like you or live in your neighborhood. He said love one another. Some would say, well, he was only talking to his disciples. Yes, but he was talking to the 11, later another would be added, whom he knew would change the world, who would bring about the good news of his love in a way that the world had never, ever thought possible. Now his love, which we receive from Jesus and from God, comes to us as what the Romans called agape love, the unconditional love that requires nothing to be met or done. It is the ultimate display of grace that all are loved and accepted by God, and in turn, we must love all people. No questions or conditions need be met. Just be alive and present, and we should love one another. Yesterday's prayer focus was on forgiveness, and this after a long talk I had with a dear brother whose life has been marred by a dysfunctional family, later early ministry done in a dysfunctional church with a disgruntled pastor or two, then a switch to a mega church outside the denomination where he learned quickly the emphasis from the senior pastor was solely on money and how much he could raise to bless the pastor first, then the church. Needless to say, he parted ways with that ministry and now finds his view on the church to have been made rather dim. How can I learn to forgive is his question. 
And it may be yours as well, dealing with what you may have encountered in your life or are dealing with now. But we are told to forgive, but never, he says, are we shown how to forgive. Indeed, forgiveness is tough in and of itself, but what does it truly and fully involve? How do we, as this friend asked, erase the tapes that constantly play in our minds about the hurt done to us? And to love others, does that involve erasing tapes placed there by well-meaning parents or guardians or friends or relatives that served only to limit our view on others, especially those different from us? Love, my friends, like forgiveness, is difficult at times for all people. We seek to rise above what we were taught to what we now know as a direct revelation from God about love. And forgiveness means to picture ourselves first as the last ones we would expect to be forgiven to the realization that we are first in line on God's list of those who deserve love and mercy. And in the same way, we pray and seek to learn how to show mercy to those whom we think do not even deserve it, and to love even those whom we know hate us. Jesus knows that once we declare ourselves as his, or give ourselves the label of being a Christian, then the attacks from his enemy intensify, and so we are bombarded with what seems to be nonstop shelling. And all this while in church or while leaving the church property bound for home or being seen in a setting where others know we are indeed Christians. Jesus, for that reason, said, By this everyone will know that you are my disciples if you love one another. My friends, to not show love or to withhold forgiveness is to allow poison in our system to fester and grow. The more we desire harm or evil to come to those who have hurt us, the more hurt we are allowing to come to us. To withhold forgiveness is the very same thing. It's like trying to put a collar on the one who has harmed us and realizing we have only collared ourselves and the more we think we can pull or yank the leash that holds that collar, it only hurts us and leads us in the way we know we should not go. To sing the popular Disney song our kids and grandchildren sing, we need to hear the words that simply apply, let it go. Let go the love you have in your heart that has come directly from God. Let it go to the person that needs to feel it. And in the same way, let go any resentment or hurt. Let your forgiveness flow freely to those whom we think don't deserve it or don't deserve another chance with us. This all leading to that hillside on this Friday where an innocent man, the only man without sin in the entire Bible, was led brutally to the top, a jagged crown of thorns on his head, whipped and spat upon, then nailed to a cross. And what did he say on that cross? Did he say, you will all pay for this someday, or I'll get you for doing this to me? No. Jesus said, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. We do know what we are doing, at least what we should be doing. And so, friends, love and forgive let me make clear that some instances of forgiveness may mean are not associating with those who have, whom we have forgiven. For to do so might lead us down a deeper path away from God and our own sanity and well-being. Much like the abused spouse who wants to believe that she or he needs to stay in an abusive or even fatal relationship. It does not. We can forgive and we can certainly leave too. God understands. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we have much on our hearts and minds during this Thursday, the day before Good Friday. We seek to be blessed and to please you. Our prayer is that you would guide us to joyful obedience. 
And let us all love people and to share forgiveness with all whom we know we should forgive. This we pray with faithful hearts in the name of Jesus our Lord, who loved and forgave us. Amen. Dear listener, dear friends, have a great and blessed day in the Lord. Here's your assignment. Show love to those whom we see and should interact with. And do so with God's blessing and protecting, protection upon you. Receive my blessings of love and peace. I'm Pastor Radio Alberde. May the Lord bless you and keep you. Amen.